Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is the delayed broadcast and of course if you'd like to join us on the live show where you can participate in the quiz, you can call in for uh, to, to comment on the news of the day, you can stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world and you can get your news and comments up to date, then you need to jump over to the live show. The live show, of course, you can find on faithfm.com.au. Simply press play, or you can go and download uh, one of the uh, radio apps. We like to use the TuneIn radio app, get the free version of that, and you'll be able to listen to the live show right there. So much more uh, interactive and interesting than the delayed broadcast. This is Positively Different Radio in the morning, and you are with Lyle and Money Man. Guess what I'm thankful for this morning? Oh, man, you must be really thankful for it if you want me to guess already. What is it? Airplanes. You're like a little boy. No, but they're the best. They're so cool. What's next? Tractors? I I flew for the first time on an A321. Oh, how is that significant to... They have a different uh, arrangement. At the exit row, which is really, really cool if you're sitting one seat behind the exit row. Seriously, the only thing different that another plane is that has a, a different arrangement. Yeah, that's the, the only thing. They're, they're all an aluminium tube. How would you tube. even know? But they're an aluminium tube with these two engines that roar and thunder and vibrate, and that's just very cool. I, I Sometimes I wonder if there's something inside men's brains that just stops progressing at the age of eight. <laughs> and any sort of like engine kind of thing will forever remain fascinating to them. <laughs> you know, girls stop playing with dolls. Our <laughs> <laughs> toys just get bigger, you know how it goes. <laughs> bigger and more expensive. Uh-huh. This was your flight back from Tasmania, right? But, but girls, girls' toys get bigger and more expensive too. It's called children. Like, replace the dolls <laughs> and then they grow. <laughs> <laughs> and get more expensive. <laughs> but at least they get to That's share. Them. They should. They should get to share them with their um, partner. <laughs> oh mercy! Yeah, I've never thought about that. The girls just grow up and stop playing with dolls. They just have real babies. <laughs> That's it. Mercy. Definitely more expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you thankful for this morning, Mon? I'm thankful that you're back from Tasmania in one piece, and that airplane didn't go down on your way back. Yeah, it's yeah. always a positive thing when the Was airplane it like a doesn't new go plane? down. Yeah, it, was, it did feel kind of new. Okay, because you know, those are the scarier ones. I haven't looked it up yet to see whether it's um. No, 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 no. no it wasn't you a Max taught 8. me that. You taught me that. The newer the plane, the more risk there is. If it's an old, there is, clunker, there is, there is a, um, there is a, a lot of truth to this. Um, NASA never goes to uh, space with um, cutting edge technology. Yeah, they never use redundant technology. And if you're on an old A320, they've been around for a million years, kind of. So you know you're safe. Hey, give us a call and tell us what you're grateful for. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. Well, the Bible tells us about a man who ruled Babylon and all its land. Around the city he built a wall and declared that Babylon would never fall. He had concubines and wives, he called his Babylon paradise. On his throne he drank and ate, but for Belshazzar it was getting late. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand He was weighed in the balance and found wanting His houses were built upon the sand Feasted and drank the wine and praised the false gods of 
Suddenly all their mocking stopped For on the wall there appeared a hand Nothing else, there was no man In blood the hand began to write And Belshazzar couldn't hide his fright For he was waiting the balance and found wanting His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand He was waiting the balance and found wanting His houses were built upon the sand Well, no one around could understand What was written by the mystic hand Belshazzar tried but couldn't find A man who could give him peace of mind But Daniel the prophet, the man of God He saw the writing on the wall in blood Belshazzar asked him what it said And Daniel turned to the wall and read My friend, you're waiting the balance and found wanting Your kingdom is divided, it can't stand You're waiting the balance and found wanting Your houses are built upon the sand Welcome back, guys. That was Johnny Cash with Belshazzar here on Faith FM, and we are up to quiz time. What yes. have we got for our first <coughs> well, excuse me. clue so for the quiz of really the day? Talk. We are doing the Breakfast Bible Quiz, and, and before we get too far, I want to tell you about a really cool prize that we're giving away today. This is really special. Oh, this what really do you special. have there? I picked this out at the, uh, the prize shop, <laughs> Better Books and Food, where we get all our excellent prizes from. It's a really great shop. And uh, I saw this and I thought, you know what, a little bit above our budget, but it's such a nice nice prize. I'm going to get that and someone is going to absolutely love this. It is a Precious Moments uh, Small Hands Bible for kids. So, uh, you know Precious Moments? You have to get this up on social media yeah, so that people can so actually pretty. see what the prize is today because that is actually exceptional. So, you, you, I'm sure, for those of you who don't rem- know the name Precious Moments, you will visually know what Precious Moments is. It's that beautiful, um, uh, uh, it's, I think it's a printing company or like an artist or something, but they do these wonderful depictions in children's Bibles. And I, I growing up, I had a Precious Moments Bible, and I think a lot of, a lot of people growing up would have had a Precious, precious Moments Bible. But this one is a little, uh, a little kid's Bible. They've been celebra- uh, Precious Moments been celebrating 35 years now of uh, of creating you know beautiful kids Bibles. Uh, this is a this is a New King James version. It has full color Precious Moments illustrations. Um, it has a, a beautifully illustrated presentation and family records section as well, where they can write down their family tree. Um, and all the all the illustrations they're really very sweet. They all depict you know kids. Uh, like praying or, or um, you know, having supper together or there's a little like, uh, I think that's supposed to be like a little David with his lamb and he's <laughs> putting, doing a first aid bandage on the little lamb's leg and so forth and, you know, practicing music and reading the Bible together and just really sweet uh, illustrations um, of children, I guess, engaging in a Christian walk. Yeah, yeah, living Christian lives. Now this is really beautiful. And I, I had, uh, I had one of these growing up, like I said, and, and I, I still remember the, the pictures in them, and, and um, it's just a really, really beautiful Bible. Uh, it's a nice uh, baby blue color. It's hardcover. It's hardcover. Comes with a little uh, slip as well. Slip cover. Really beautiful. It has a prayer on the back for kids to pray. 
um, you know, a, a little prayer of gratitude um, that they can pray at the end of the day. You can teach them how to pray using the prayer on the back cover. Um, but it's just so beautiful. Precious moments. Uh, this would be really something that would be great to give to your children, your grandchildren. Yes. It would be great for a child to call in even. And uh, Yes, if you're a kid and you're listening, don't hold back. Get, get your own copy of your own Bible, yeah. anything, anything like that. Um, something really, really special this morning. The breakfast Bible quiz is not for, just for adults. If you're listening and you're a kid, this is definitely for you. A uh, really great Bible. And, of course, if you're not a kid, you can still call in and give this to a kid. Uh, such a precious uh, gift. I am indeed going to put um, a video of this up on our social media, which I do almost every morning anyway. So that's a prize there. If you want to check out the, what it looks like, go to um, our Instagram page. It's Faith FM Live, lowercase one word, and uh, and you can see there uh, our profile page. I mean, a profile picture. Just click on our profile picture, and you'll be able to see um, what the prize looks like, and you'll be able to listen to clues back. But it is now time for the actual quiz itself. Lyle is at the ready. Got his pen and paper. Read a guess. Clue number one. It's a Who Am I quiz. I prayed this prayer. All this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. That's what this person prayed. Lyle is writing something down. Lyle has it correct. There you go. If you think you know the answer. That was a little bit tough because it's not in a translation that I'm used to. It's a very, very different translation. If you, if you would like to have a go at guessing the answer, give us a call now. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Tell us the answer. I will send you that gorgeous Bible. And uh, if you want to text your answer, 0491-064-669 is the number where you can do that. But it is one of my favorite books of the Bible, so there's a bit of a Yeah, clue. it's a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so what have we got in positively different news this morning, Mon? I have some greeny news. Okay. Good stuff happening, not just uh-huh. from the greeny side of the planet, but also from green stuff. So, you know, there's some really simple things we can do around the house to help be more eco-friendly, right? Yes. Like, for one, switch off the lights when you're not using them, right? It's really basic. That's not such a greeny story. That's a, that's a money-saving story. That's why I do well, that anyway, because it's my buyers are buying my... Okay, all right. All but right. yeah, it is also a money saving so a money a money saving um I walk around the house switching lights off. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's what that's kind of the man's role in the house, you know that, right? Um, walk around closing doors and switching lights off. Um, so I live my life doing that. I feel like I do that a lot too. <laughs> anyway, I think it's what adults end up doing. <laughs> Maybe like one percent of adults' life is switching off lights and shutting doors. Anyway, uh they've decided to really enhance this whole switching off lights thing by creating plants that can actually produce light instead. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you know But then I mean, how do you switch your plant off? I'm like, I'm going to bed now. Dude. <laughs> just just let me just rip this thing out of the ground. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so what they what they have is uh it's Let me just take my plants outside so that I can sleep. This, <laughs> that's true. There you might have an there might be an issue. This is uh this was um first created by MIT researchers back in two thousand seventeen and uh they've been genetically modifying um sorry, not genetically modifying um but they've been cultivating them for the last two years to try and get this up to standard. So they're light-emitting plants, um, and they literally produce light. So they're in, they're infused with nanoparticles that turn the light that turn the plant's stored energy into light, which is similar to how fireflies glow. So I've got a little picture cool. here. Look at this. So basically, they become your night light. 
Oh, that is very Isn't cool. Isn't it amazing? Like, I've got a picture here of two plants. Someone's reading their Bible by the light of two plants. Literally, they've, they've scooted the plant right up against a book and there's actually enough light for you to read in the dark coming from these plants. Now, you know how fly, fireflies work. You've, you've spent time in America and seen fireflies. Love fireflies. Yeah, amazing. The best right? was running around at night collecting a whole bottle full and you get a whole bottle full of fireflies and it's like this, this living lantern that you yeah, carry around. I don't know if right. the fireflies liked it very much. But not, it doesn't but stay on forever. They do switch off at yeah. not, uh, in the morning yeah. and they go off to sleep. So um, so it was the same with this. And they're thinking, do you know what? If we could actually plant these glowing plants, these light-emitting plants around buildings, like uh, apartment buildings where people live, we could maybe save a bit of coin having outside street lighting oh. and just, you know... It's, you know how you have to keep the, the, the footpath light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they just. Oh, you can plant them on either side of the footpath. Because, I mean, a lot of people exactly. just put those little things they stick in the ground, have yeah. a solar battery on the top, but they yeah. only last for like a year and then you can buy another one. So they're worse for the environment than if you put real ones in. Exactly. And so this is what I'm saying. Like, you don't just need to, you don't just need to, you need to switch off the lights. You don't even need lights anymore if you have these plants. The cool thing is the transformation that they do with um, infusing the nanoparticles, uh, it actually makes virtually any plant a sustainable, potentially revolutionary technology, piece of technology. Because the, the so I just need to get a syringe and go around and inject all my plants <laughs> in my yard and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, done, problem yeah. solved. That's exactly it. Um, yeah, so it, like they don't, like, just like any other plant, it doesn't need electrical grid, it doesn't need batteries, it doesn't need power lines, you just got to water them every now and then. And if you do it to hardy plants, like most Australian native plants, like you said, can you imagine, can you imagine like if we, because if you look at, if you okay, look at, yeah. If you look at non-private lighting, so like street lights, or when we do driving down the freeway at night and it's like lit up for days, that's costly. They take up a lot of energy, take up a lot of money. Huge amount of energy. Can we like? Can you imagine if we instead of doing that, just planted a bunch of trees or shrubs, or the bushes that are already on the median strip down the middle of every freeway in Sydney, and just just put these nanoparticles in there, and boom, the whole thing glows. Problem solved. Isn't that amazing? I wonder whether they take extra water because they're using extra energy to stay alive. Oh, I don't know. I don't because know if, they're, if they're using their energy to create light, then that's energy that's not being used to grow the plant. It's true, but it did say stored energy, but I guess it depends on what they're going to use with that storehouse of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I'm sure, I'm sure they're still fine too. So, so we might solve one problem and create a water shortage of the other problem. I don't think they're going to need that much more water. Yeah, no. I think this is a great yeah. idea. I think yeah. it's a very cool idea. I, yeah. I love I love this kind of cool research. It's the, yeah. it's the best. It's great. I th- I think this is just unbelievably cool. And uh, I really hope that they um they move forward. And I, and I, I kind of really hope that the government sort of actually, you know, takes this one seriously because this could be cool. I really think having freeways full of um full of glowing shrubs and trees would just be amazing. I'm showing another picture here of the lab where they're working on these plants and uh, and the whole room is actually illuminated from the plants and the, I mean it does it is kind of like an eerie green but <laughs> but, but I kind of like it. Um and I think it would be a great okay I'm I'm sure not every country will be able imagine, to Imagine doing a botanical garden with these kind of plants. Oh, that'd be so cool. I but you I go there at night and everybody This be would become out, a you know, tourist warm, attraction. That's right, a warm evening, a warmer summer's evening hanging out in a, in, in a botanic garden that's full of glowing plants would be just If Australia incredible. implements this on all their highways, can you imagine how many people would turn up, tourists would turn up to come have a look at just our freeways? Madhouse.
That was Josh Garrels with uh, Pilot Me here on Faith FM. Mon, give us another clue for the quiz. We have the most amazing uh, small hands Bible here to give away. A children's Bible, uh, probably the, the most beautiful gift that I've ever seen given away here on Faith FM. So do give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. We have a Who Am I? Give us quiz question number two. Quiz clue number two. Who am I? I so distinguish myself from the other officials that the king planned to set me over the whole kingdom. Mm, who's that? Give us a call. If you know the answer, one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or contact us via our social media, or um, text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And of course, as soon as somebody snavels up this quiz, we're going to start with another one. That's right. Just Keep roll, rolling. Roll, rolling quiz uh-huh. this morning. Rolling quiz. Okay, so in uh, let me think. More serious news around the world. You know what? You know what I'm disappointed about, Mon. Is it the Game of Thrones finale? I didn't get to be here yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's disappointing. Because you had the big news yesterday with the Game of Thrones finale and <laughs> a surprise ending with ScoMo coming out on top. Oh, that Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of both ended yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, although, I, to be honest, I couldn't. I couldn't be less interested in the TV Game of Thrones. I have show. not watched a single solitary I. episode. I don't get I've it. seen bits and pieces. I've walked through a room when it's been playing. Um, I've been to Croatia where they have all of the Game of Thrones sites and walked around. Yeah, and me like too. Everyone's like, oh, this is Game of Thrones. That's Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm that. like, okay, I'm taking all these photos and then all of these Game of Thrones fans are like, oh, you were there? <laughs> you sat mind. in the Iron Throne? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that thing I can, is. I confess that um, I, um, yeah, I, I'm so little interest in it, but I, I, I I visually know when I'm looking at something that's from Game of Thrones because of memes. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the memes, <laughs> memes are taught me We have much better things to do with our lives, much better themes to study. And, of course, the Game of Thrones that we should be studying is the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Amen. And the good thing with that is we know what the ending Preach is. Preach it, Lyle. We know what the ending is. Love this, yes. You know, you don't have to be surprised by the ending. You don't have to be wondering, is good going to triumph over evil or is evil going to triumph or I'm not happy with the ending. We have... The whole book, which is the complete spoiler of uh, the ending of the great controversy between Christ and Satan, and we know who sits on the great white throne. Nah, nah. <laughs> is that a thing from the thing? No, the great white throne is what you find in Revelation chapter 20. I was going to say, that's, uh, that's pretty... That's pretty hectic. They took that right out of the Bible. <laughs> no, no, they have. I, I think that. Well, the one that I saw in Croatia was the complete opposite. It was the great black throne. Ooh. Okay. okay. So you can kind of tell where these kind of things come from. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, everybody's excited over it, guys. There are bigger issues in the world. I hope we're not alienating. Like, yes, oh, we have l- l- uh, more, much more than half. <laughs> much yeah. more than half tuned off sorry. right now. This is who we really are. We're, we're not interested <laughs> in Game of Thrones, but you're more than welcome to be. We don't hold that against you. Indeed. So that's uh, yeah, that's what's been happening. And uh, of course, on the more local front, um, the uh, it's it's you know probably one of the, the the issue that's been closest to my heart in the federal election has been 
religious liberty. Mm-hmm. I guess what has disappointed me, you know, as I came up to vote is I did a lot of research through all of the parties, the major parties, and then all went all through all the minor parties to look at their religious liberty policies. And they're all incredibly weak. Of course, the Liberal was stronger than Labor. And, uh, and, and in my, my mind, that was definitely, um, you know, a good thing from their perspective. But I wanted to see what the minor party, I wanted to find out whether there was a minor party that was going to come out swinging on, you know, the issue of religious liberty. And yeah, there was, there was some that would go a certain distance, but none of them actually go far enough on this issue. That's true. Um, and you would think with, you know, a, a devout Christian, uh, Prime Minister, that we could have a stronger stand on religious liberty. So anyway, something we need to, as Christians, continue pushing for and campaigning for because religious liberty is the foundation of the gospel message. This is what God gives to us. I do wonder why he's not stronger on it, considering he has cop flack for his religion himself, personally. And so I do wonder why he hasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all about votes. Yeah. It's all about votes. We know what it's all about. He's going to go where the votes are um, at the end of the day. And that's, 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 you know, that's politics. Anyway, in other news around the world, a uh, bomb has exploded near the pyramids in Egypt, um, injuring at least 12 South Africans uh, with the bus being severely damaged. And, you know, once again, this is going to be a tremendous um, hurt to the Egyptian economy. Uh, which has uh, relies so much on tourism. Thirty percent of their economy is tourism. Yeah, it's so a huge percentage. Thirty percent Suez Canal, thirty percent uh, tourism. That's the that's the Egyptian economy, and uh, of course, every time this happens, it it um, yeah, it's 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 just a tragedy because the the tourists all disappear. But a great location to go to as a you know part of a Bible lands tour. You actually Egypt, went there, didn't you? Yes. Egypt is mentioned more times in the Bible than any other nation other than Israel. Wow. 600 plus times. Um, didn't you go there right after there was also some sort of attack as well? Yeah, right? plane went down. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, terrorist attack. And, uh, of course, you know, the, 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 the tourist sites were empty. The uh, You didn't have to stand in line for anything. The hotels were empty. You could stay in five-star accommodation for backpacker rates. Um it was. It really was a tragedy to see people on the verge of starvation, and you felt so bad for, you know, people who were just selling, you know, the trinkets on the side of the road. You know, you, you we often refer to them jokingly, you know, as you come out of the tourist site, as the you got to walk through the valley of the vultures to get to your uh, tourist bus. Mm. But then there's a very human side to this as well, where they are eking out an existence on a few cents a day. Um, this is another thing that really annoys me about this this kind of terrorism is people don't like they, they don't seem to take into into any thought just the the far-reaching effects that their act has. They're not just blowing up some people or making a statement. They're just they're creating months and months and months of hardship for an entire community. Yeah, and this is what happened in Egypt when the Islamic Brotherhood came in. Uh, you know, they were ra- radical Islamic uh, political party. And within nine months, they were, you know, the whole nation, the whole Muslim nation rose up and booted them out because, you know, they had destroyed their livelihood. They were, you know, it was just, you know, and it's like, okay, you you, you blow up um, a bomb near a bus full of, you know, Western tourists and you think you're attacking the West. You're not. You're actually attacking your own country. That's it. That's it. They're the ones that suffer the most. Yeah. Yep. You might have 12 tourists in the hospital, you know, Western tourists in the hospital, but you've got your own country uh, from one side to the other, but it's just being destroyed. 
let me see. What else have we got to talk about? Um, the White House has launched a new policy or is launching a new policy policy in relationship to Palestine, a new Palestinian solution. Of course, they've been trying to find a solution for yes, the Palestinian crisis for how many decades yeah, now? I've kind of lost a count. While. Um, and, of course, Donald Trump is um, talking this one up. It's being led by Jared Kushner, um, his son-in-law, of course, who is Jewish. And it's being talked up, and, and, and I've, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful because it's it's saying that they're going to inject um, you know, wealth-building programs into the Palestinian economy. And, of course, their Palestinian economy really has no basis um, outside of a little bit of tourism here and there. Um, they don't have industry, they don't have agriculture, they don't have you know any of these kind of things to build their economy on, and it is desperately poor. And so if he's actually able to do that, I think that's a fantastic idea. Many people are skeptical, of course, that because of the uh, the strong you know evangelical uh, flavor of United States politics, along with you know his son-in-law who's heading this all up, um, being Jewish himself, that it will actually be of more benefit to the Israelis than the Palestinians, and so the Palestinians will toss it back out again. I wonder, do, you, do you actually know what it is he's proposing? Uh, no, not apart, no, not apart from the fact that he is proposing to um, create wealth-building um, opportunities in the, the uh, uh, Palestinian areas. Okay, okay. Which is what they need. There's no question. Yeah, That's what yeah, they need. If you're, going to, if you're going to bring peace to that region, um, they need to have this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, probably the, uh, the biggest news out there, well, I'm not sure whether it's biggest or not, but um, Alabama has moved to ban almost all abortions. Um, really? Missouri, Mississippi, Ohio, Georgia um, have all come on no abortions after six weeks. Uh, this has happened very, very rapidly. Uh, Louisiana has provided a, sing- provided a single doctor who can do abortions. And, of course, they are hoping that this goes through to the, uh, to the Supreme Court, um, which is now um, weighted against abortion. Um, and okay, so the supporters are hoping that it goes there, and of course the uh, the pro choices are pushing for it to be there. I'm absolutely stunned, but praise the Lord for that. Letting go of every single dream, I lay each one down at your feet. Every moment of my wandering. Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of the fight No matter what I face, you're by my side Tomorrow brings There's not a day yet You have not seen us So in all things Be my life and breath I want what you want, Lord And nothing less When you don't move the mountains I'm needing you to move When you don't part the waters 
quiz. Who am I? I was thrown into a den of lions. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number if you know the answer. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8, or 88, right across Australia. And we are recording an interview here at Big Camp with some people that I met uh, during the Sunday, fun day, super amazing day that we had the other day. And so, uh, Carol and Leon Platt, Pratt, Platt, Platt, I'll get it right here. I had Darren Pratt here earlier, and now yeah. I've got Platt. So that's confusing. But welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, fantastic. Now, um, as I was walking around looking at all the booths that were um, on display there, I noticed that you guys were doing a work in Kenya, in Africa. Mm. That caught my attention because my co-host, Monica, was just in Kenya. She was working with uh, Kenya Health. Um, she yes. was over there for a, uh, for a month working on one of their projects. Followed by a project that we did in Ethiopia. So Africa is kind of close to our heart at the moment. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with... Um, so this is the Education Care Project Kenya. What's, what's, what's this all about? Uh, what we do is we assist underprivileged children to have an opportunity to gain an education. These are children that don't have parents or they don't have... A, and they don't have extended family that can help. Um, And so we help them get that opportunity by sending them to school. Okay, so you raise money and uh, enrol them in a school somewhere? We do. Mm. Now, children that are in this kind of situation that have no parents um, and, you know, obviously have no education, how are they living? How are they living from day to day in in Kenya? Very in, in great poverty. So are they being taken care of by other relatives? Are they living on the street? Yeah, sometimes they may have extended family, like a grandmother who is... They live in poverty. They they struggle to survive. Sure. Mm. Um, and if it wasn't for what you were doing, what are their opportunities for education? They would... Uh, uh, really none. Right. And they would... They would just spend their lives struggling. What um, What is the level of illiteracy in Kenya? That's a good question. There are some a lot of very highly educated people there too. I don't know that I could answer that sure. question. I don't know. But it's a little bit but hard for us to understand here in Australia where illiteracy yeah. is almost um, un- unheard of yeah. yes. to, to think of people that um, just actually can't get an education. Yes, yes. because in this country education is available to everyone. everyone. Yeah. But it's not so over there. You might hear them say that education is free. What they mean is that there may be some schools where the tuition fee um, is free, but there's lots of other fees on top of that. that so you've got to buy, you, buy, you, you buy your school books yeah. and all that yeah. kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, having spent a little bit of time over there, you know, it, yeah. and a simple writing pad can be out of, out of reach financially for... Uh, oh, definitely. And what mm. happens is that they get chased away from school. If the fees are not up to date, they're chased away, chased away home. Yeah, it's a little bit of a tragedy. I mean, Mon was talking about the hospitals over there that have, um, you know, razor wire fences around them to keep the patients in until they pay their hospital fees. That's exactly right. And they have armed guards at the the door. Mm. That's a different kind of world, isn't it? It's a different world. It is. Yes. Whereabouts, how do you get in contact with your students? We have got 
um, partners over there who find the students. Um, we have, um, particularly in Eldoret, our children are all in one particular school. This is called Hands of Hope Academy and they have children who they have found living in the dump or running on the still living in the streets. And they need sponsors for their children. Sure, sure. How many how many children are you sponsoring at the moment? Nearly sixty, right yeah. at this okay. moment. Wow, that's that's significant. And yeah. this um, one particular school that you're talking about here, how many would you have at that school? Hands we have, of Hope Academy. We have twenty four in primary, in because Hands of Hope Academy is a primary school. Yep. But we have sent uh, f- six have just joined high school. Uh, will all of your students go through high school? If we can possibly do it, yes, they will. <laughs> sure, that sure. is the plan. Yeah, so the plan is to God the, the full high school education. Mm, mm. I mean, you, you're going to get your basic three R's, you know, right, reading, writing, arithmetic in primary school, I guess. Um, but yeah, they yes. need a high school education. Yeah, the, the the job they'll get would not be a a job beyond a, a taxi on a push bike, basically. Sure, if they didn't go to high school yep. yeah they need high school so when i was in ethiopia you know we would see um children that were you know begging on the street and they'd come and hang off your arm and you know mm. this kind of thing um or you would see children that would have just a you know things a, a business as simple as a pair of a, a set of scales to wait yes. you know and, and they would be you know banging on it with a coin as you walked past and the idea was that you'd check your weight and throw them a coin mm. um You've got to be in pretty, and, and a coin is worthless. To you know, us, yeah, to yeah, us. yeah. A coin is like mm-hmm. one or two cents. You, you're yeah. paying one or two cents, and they their their smiles would spread from one side of their face to the other just by being tossed a uh, yeah. tossed a coin. So this is mm. this is poverty on another level mm. than what we are used to. Mm. Um, are they in danger of starvation? Um. In some parts of Kenya, yes. Absolutely. In the desert parts, and the mm. rains fail, they do starve. Um, in Western Kenya, where we go to, Masaland, Western Kenya, they're, they're not starving. Sure. But they don't, they're not going to have a future. Yep. They don't have a nutritious diet, no. not by any means. <laughs> but, but they can get by on rice and beans. Well, of maize. Maize. Mm-hmm. Continually. <laughs> yep. Because they yep. grow maize and they grow beans. Sure. Um, and relatives would would chip in as well if if, if it came to that. Right. There's always yep. some, generally some family somewhere. Yep. And the, the church family even. The children on the dump, um, the dump is near the markets, and the the food that can't be sold, like the the fruit and veggies that can't be sold, are thrown on the dump, and so they eat those. Mm-hmm. That's over in the food. city of Eldoret. So that's a, another region. That's over near where the Hands of Hope Academy is. Mm. Um, and it's, it's probably even more dire over there in that um, they may nearly go without those street kids mm. because they get bullied. They get they get yeah. things stolen off them. It's the other street kids that steal off them. And mm. So we, we've had stories from, from their mouths where they say, you know, it's, it's hard enough just trying to survive and then some big bully comes over and bashes you and knocks you out cold and steals all that you've got, whatever you might have had. Mm. Um, so they they are really, yeah, they're the ones that I'm thinking of dire straits. But mm. in places like Tikana, that's desert, and if they don't get any rain at all, they 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 do starve. Sure, yeah. What made you choose Kenya? 
There's a lot of countries in Africa in, in abject poverty. Mm-hmm. Why Kenya in particular? I guess because I had an opportunity to go there. Mm-hmm. And once I went there, I kind of fell in love with the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not hard to do. No. It's not hard to do I when really you go to Africa. I really people. And I, I couldn't get over the fact that um, growing up in this country where we have every opportunity, I didn't grow up in a wealthy family, sure. middle-class family. We had everything we needed mm. and a bit more besides. Oh, I grew up well well below the poverty line and light years ahead of you know anything that I saw in mm. Africa. Yes, And there are people in the world, it's probably most of the world, doesn't have the things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And when we come back, when I come back from Kenya, what, I just what, think what took you there the first time? Um, I just had an opportunity to go with a group of people who were going to volunteer at an orphanage. So I went because I could. And also, I've grown up with a. I've read a lot about Africa, and I just had a passion for it. Did you used to? Did you used to read Jungle Doctor I stories? Did. Ah, I knew it. I from right through. I would read the whole series and then start again. Yeah, yeah. I grew up on Jungle Doctor stories. For those of you who are listening, um, if you can go to a secondhand bookshop and ask for Jungle Doctor stories by Doctor Paul, Paul White. White. Um, they are just awesome. Particularly if you've got kids, read them to your kids. Fantastic stories. These are stories that are set in the 1930s, 40s, 50s and 60s um, of, you know, doing medical medical work mm. in uh, Tanzania mm. uh, rather than Kenya. The old Tanganyika. Yeah, that's right. Tanganyika. Yeah. That's what it's called, Tanganyika. And uh, just amazing stories, awesome moral lessons that um, Dr. Paul White used to bring out. He used to have a radio show. I remember listening to his radio show when I was a little kid. It was just the best. Yes. Mm. Hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so you grew up with those kind of stories. You headed across there working with an orphanage and uh, decided to do something yourself. Yes, I wanted to do something because there's a lot of corruption there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to waste, you know, you, you, no one wants to go and work really hard and then have all your money wasted. So I began to think of what can we do that would actually really help, but there w- we wouldn't be wasting money. And where the money would actually you know, reach the... Where it um, would actually do some good. Yeah, on the ground level, hmm. yeah. And that's where I got the idea. I actually, the idea was put into my mind by an African man, actually. He said to me, all our children need is an opportunity. Um, and so that just, I just thought, yeah. And it was Nelson Mandela who said education is the best way to change the world. So I put those two ideas together. <laughs> and he was absolutely correct. There, mm. uh, education is about the most powerful force that there is in the world. You mm. change the educational system of a nation, you've changed that country in one generation. And uh, and this is what I see that you guys are doing. This is one of the reasons why mm. I see it as being so important because you are changing generations of kids mm. who will, you know, yes. in the future change their nation. Um, I also have a passion for the hoping. girls because... So many we see this so many times. Our mother has been left a widow. She's had no education, and suddenly she's got six children to provide for. And they will work day and night roasting maize on the side of the road. So if they I, can, I, if they can, yes. Yeah. So that's another reason why educating girls is so important. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. One of the uh, great ministries that um, I've seen, you know, spring up in recent times, of course, as far as education goes, is providing sanitary products for oh. for, for girls so that they can attend school. Because you know, one week out of the month they're not attending school, and it's just uh, you know, you've got it. 
<laughs> and we've taken and things that we just <laughs> never even think, think of on. here in this country. Exactly. And they lose their whole education over it just because yes, they're all. They yeah, they we've do. taken and we're, distributed those, and they are so appreciated, and mm. they work well. Yeah, yeah. we visited schools. We've met these girls, and um, they are so appreciative. Mm, that's fantastic. So. How long have you been doing this for? Nearly eleven years. Eleven yeah. years you've been doing this. Mm. How many times? How often do you go over? There? Well, we'll try to go every year, but that hasn't been 11 trips, but be very close to it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that way you can actually see where your money... Mm. You take the money with you the and, with and distribute space. it. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and we were also dealing with children, and they like to have someone visit them and make them feel special and mm. loved, and so that's what we do. They do, eh? I mean, you, you drive down the road and the kids will wave, and you <laughs> wave back, and they're just, yeah. you know, they're, they run, run run along beside your, your vehicle, whatever your vehicle might be. That's and, right. Um, yeah, so much fun. That's the, 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 you know, the I, I thing that amazes me is how much joy you can bring to children in a developing country with the simplest thing. You know, I mean, the, 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 the things that you see them playing with as toys um, and, and the amount of joy that they are getting from it. And then you think of, you know, the massive amounts of money that we spend on our kids here in this country and then they're never happy and they're never satisfied and they're grown to teenagers and we have a problem with suicide. Mm. The, you, you don't have that where people are struggling to survive every day, where every day it is a fight to survive. Mm. People aren't thinking about the opposite of that, no, you know. That's right. Um, which is uh, which is really remarkable. Yeah, it is. If we want to get in contact and contribute to this particular project. Education Care Projects Kenya. Okay, so let me just write that down here very quickly. That's Education, Education. Care Projects. Projects. Yes. Kenya. Kenya. Yes. Yep. Dot uh, com or? Yes, dot com. We have a website, yeah. Not dot com dot au, just dot com. The website is educationcareprojects.com. Oh, dot com. Yeah. Without the Kenya on the end. Yes. Okay, so that I yes. guess that, that that then leaves you uh, free to branch out into other countries as well then. Well, that's precisely why I chose that name. Because in my dreams, we might be... Rwanda one day, or Uganda, or Ethiopia, or Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah, just got back from Ethiopia, and uh, and it certainly it, it it just gets they they get into your heart, don't they? They do, and you you can't forget them. It's actually a calling. It's calling, yeah. yeah and once you're called, and you see the difference in the child, um, and year after year, in particular, that same child, um, what else can you do? When you travel across, do other people tra- travel with you? Yes, yeah, we, we have love taken to take people. We love to take people. Yeah. What, uh, apart from distributing the money, the finances, enrolling young people in school, is there other work that you do while you're there? Uh, yes. Um, when we go to Hands of Hope East Africa, they just love it if there are, well, particularly teachers there. They can encourage the other teachers. Just playing with the kids, telling stories to the kids, giving them practice with conversational English is very good too. And we work in gardens and yeah. uh, I take seeds, always take seeds over and we plant things. And um, Now, there's lots of things. We've done workshops also in rescue centres um, on a Sabbath service and oh, they're, they're just numerous things. Yeah. Okay, so there's kind of like, there's do. two opportunities here. One opportunity is to contribute financially. The other yes. opportunity is to actually head across there, see it for yourself. Mm. Um, it will get under your skin. You will not be the same person again. Right. So Absolutely. if you've got the opportunity, then uh, yeah, give us a call here at Faith FM. We can put you in touch. But uh, our number is 1-800-324-843 or educationcareproject.com. Mm. Um, you can get in contact with uh, 
um, Carol and Leon uh, Platt right there. We are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we're Thank going you. to be back uh, after this song, 8 o'clock news, and then Encounter with God. Wonderful.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. Found 